Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week, we're going to be recapping the 2018 movie Forever My Girl, based on the Heidi McLaughlin book by the same name. Nice. Have you read the book? I read the book and then I remember like when it was a kind of a big deal when the movie came out, you know, Mm. in the romance world. I do love watching movies with actors that I have never seen anywhere else Mm -hmm. because then they become the characters and I'm not like, oh, here's Reese Witherspoon playing a small town girl. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this movie is starring Alex Rowe and Jessica Roth. What is the name of the girl's brother? His name is Jake and he is played by Tyler Riggs. His picture on the cast photo, he has long hair. Is it up in a bun? It's not up in a bun. Okay, then I don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie takes place in the South. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of the movie, the accents just felt so over the top. And then in the rest of the movie, like it was fine. But don't you feel like they were playing it up? No, I feel like you. we were just taken aback at the beginning and then we got used to it. Maybe. Sometimes I wonder if people play up their accents around other people. I do sometimes. I mean, girl, when I go back to Brooklyn, I'm like straight up on The Sopranos, you know? I'm like, forget about it. Get my coffee. Blah, blah, blah. You know? like, I'm like... You know, when I go back home to Virginia, I have to kind of do my own thing for a couple of days to sort of assimilate back into Virginia. Right. Or else um, my friends make fun of me. Right, right, right. And they're like, oh, you little country bumpkin accent. And I'm like, bitch, I will shank you. I'm still from Norfolk. I'm still hard. (laughs) (laughs) You can take the girl out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the girl. 757, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, my kids are like, Mom, no. So the movie takes place in St. Augustine, Louisiana, and it's a wedding day, and everybody is so excited because Josie and Liam are getting married. They are high school sweethearts. It mm-hmm. kind of seems like they've been like elementary school sweethearts. It seems like, yeah, which makes sense, right? It's a small town. They've known each other their whole lives. Liam's starting to get big in the country music scene. People are talking about how they heard his songs on the radio and they're just so excited that, you know, he's finally marrying Josie. But it seems like they're like 18. I know. I was wondering how old they were. Maybe it might be like a straight out of high school kind of situation. Oh, yeah. So we see Josie, who is this really pretty blonde Southern Mm -hmm. belle, and she's all dressed to the nines in her wedding dress and everyone is so excited about her wedding but there's also like a weird energy happening with the people around her so two of the groomsmen come in and ask to speak to one of the bridesmaids outside the room and Josie's like is something is something going on one of the other bridesmaids is touching up her lipstick and is like oh no honey everything's fine but you can tell from the look on this bridesmaids the other bridesmaids face Everything's not fine. No. Uh, So as it turns out, Liam isn't coming. He just... Skipped town. He he left. He skipped town. When the bridesmaid came in and looked this sweet, sweet angel in the face and said, Liam isn't coming, I almost wanted her to say because he died like I feel like I feel like that would go over easier than like he got on a bus and left because that's how much he didn't want to marry you you know what I feel like it's really skeevy to one stand to like leave someone at the altar essentially but also to not even be the one to tell them right you know 
He didn't even, he didn't send her a text. He didn't call her. He didn't leave her a note. Nothing. Right. Like you're going to let this woman spend five hours getting ready. You know how long it takes women to get ready for their wedding? Do you know how many deposits she put down, my dude? Girl, I just kept thinking like if a man stood me up on my wedding day, like after I already have my wedding dress on and you know she's got the lingerie under that, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, I am immediately entering my villain era. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for revenge. That bus is not going to make it to Nashville, my dude, because I'm going <laughs> to slash the brake lines. <laughs> yeah, no, I would I would come for revenge 100%. Oh, absolutely. That is so humiliating for her. So immediately right off the bat, Liam is in the garbage. Right. He is inside of the dumpster. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I don't sympathize with him very much because we cut to eight years later and Liam is a huge country music star headlining a concert mm-hmm. in New Orleans, which is near his hometown. You know, he is being the typical what I would assume would be typical big music star behavior which is he drinks a lot he's probably on some type of drug at some point mm-hmm. and he's sleeping with groupies he brings a groupie to his hotel room and mm-hmm. the next morning she ends up stepping on something on the floor and it's actually an old flip phone it's the same phone he's had since high school he is so attached to this phone specifically because it has a voicemail from Josie on it after he left her at the altar I know this was meant to cast them in this light of like, oh my God, but he still loves her. But it just made me angry because mm-hmm. it just seems like he is intent on being miserable, even though he is this famous country star and obviously has all the money in the world. He's like, but I'm sad and broken. Boohoo. He's like wiping his tears with $100 bills. Right. And groupies underwear. Like, okay, I feel terrible for you. The second that he saw his phone was broken, he just hightailed out of the room. Liam Page runs barefoot through New Orleans, which, you know what? I I was just in New Orleans. Don't run barefoot through New Orleans. Do you know how many needles you're going to step on? Uh, I didn't see any needles, but it's a lot of piss. (laughs) Arguably worse. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know what that liquid is. Neither do I. We'll never know. And you know what? We don't want to know. He's running through New Orleans because he is desperate to find a cell phone store that will fix his phone. It's such unhinged behavior because Mm -hmm. a cell phone is not a living thing, okay? It's not like you have to get it fixed within five minutes or you can't resuscitate it. You know, like he could have put on shoes. He's probably still hungover from the night before. He runs into a cell phone store. He has a whole crowd of groupies chasing after him. He runs into the cell phone store, shuts the door behind him and locks it. And he's like, I'll give $10,000 to anybody that can fix this phone. Everywhere he goes, people are just ooing and aahing at him because he's Liam Page. He's Liam Page. Everyone recognizes him. And so he gets the star treatment at the cell phone store, Mm -hmm. which I, Courtney, imagine us right now walking into a cell phone store with an old flip phone from eight years ago. Do you think they would help us? They would be like, bitch, it's dead. This belongs at a museum. This belongs in the Natural History Museum. You need to get out of here. Right next to King Tut's tomb. Like... (laughs) Um, like literally they're going to ask me if I still have an AOL email address. Oh my God. You know what? I was just telling someone about that. 
I don't trust people with AOL email addresses. Side note, my sister has it. And I keep telling her, I'm like, dude, when someone's like, oh yeah, my email is such and such at hotmail.com. I'm like, full stop. You're like a spy, secret agent, Mm -hmm. a terrorist. Like there's something shady about you. You know what? I still have my AOL email address. I do not use it. Right. I mean, they don't go away. You just have to have some sort of self-respect and not use them. (laughs) Not tell people that that is still an active email account. Right. Like, Like, you know how easy it is to just change that to Gmail? Jesus. Right. Well, honestly, I would not change my AOL email address to just at Gmail because you know what? I got this email address when I was 12. Right, right. We know. We know. You don't have to. Don't dox yourself telling us that your email is sassycheeks07. (laughs) It it starts with an S, but it's not sassycheeks. Sexy siren? No. It's even more embarrassing. So we're just going to go ahead and ignore that that exists still. Okay. I need you guys to put in your guesses. Whoever guesses correctly will send you a gift. You know what? Go ahead. I'll send you a gift personally. Oh, well, tell us how many letters it is. It's 16 characters. Oh, Jesus Christ, Courtney. Who's going to guess that? N- never mind. No one do that. You have. You guys should respect yourselves enough to not spend five hours trying to <laughs> figure <laughs> out Courtney's email address. No one's ever going to guess it unless they already know it. Right, right. No one would ever guess it. In any case, so Liam gets his historical phone fixed and mm-hmm. he immediately listens to a message from Josie. And we don't mm-hmm. hear what the messages we just know it's from Josie because we can hear the beginning of it yeah we just hear hey Liam it's Josie but you can tell Liam has listened to this message so many times that he doesn't even need the voicemail anymore he knows every single word of this Mm -hmm. voicemail well I mean there are consequences to being a big star running through New Orleans barefoot is it New Orleans or New Orleans it's New Orleans okay either one of the ones I said correct no <laughs> i hate myself sometimes if you're in new orleans they say it way differently like just like louisville and louisville okay like you have to say it like you have something in your mouth like nolens that's a poor imitation all right don't come for us yeah don't listen you see my excuse is that english is not my first language so i mispronounce words all the time i don't know what your excuse is girl i have a speech impediment well there that you I go went to speech therapy for seven years for we are covered <laughs> okay so yeah there are consequences to him running through this town barefoot so because now he's on tv yeah and he's on tv running barefoot through the streets acting like a lunatic and this is very like britney spears 2007 because mm-hmm. people are like, what is wrong with him? This is not normal behavior. He is making headlines and his publicist and his agent are very not happy. They're like, what the fuck, Liam? Yeah. What were you thinking? You know, he's getting ready to leave the hotel in New Orleans. He's in the back seat. Then he hears on the radio a St. Augustine, New Orleans native named Mason has passed away from a car accident. And Mason is one of Liam's best friends from high school Mm -hmm. so on the radio it says where the service is going to be the funeral service liam tells the driver i'll give you a thousand dollars if you get me out of here and the dude's like absolutely (laughs) say less the driver takes him back to his hometown and liam with literally two duffel bags shows up at the church service and he doesn't go inside though he just sits 
outside on the steps listening to the pastor and the service. Right. And in comes running Josie, who is running late for the service. Mm -hmm. She comes running up and she bumps into Liam. And Josie's not alone. Josie is holding the hands of this adorable, brunette-haired little girl. Josie doesn't give Liam very much attention at all. She just goes, excuse me. She treats him like he's a stranger. She obviously recognizes him. And she goes and she sits next to her brother, Jake. She tells Jake, Liam's here. And listen, this is not the time nor the place, but Josie's brother is fine. Josie's brother is hot as fuck. We just needed to get that out the way. I feel like Josie's brother is more attractive than Liam. A thousand percent. Obviously, he's not on the table for Josie, and I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. After the funeral, he does go to the burial, and he kind of lingers in the trees like a freaking weirdo. Like he's some government official who's checking to make sure the deceased is actually deceased. Right. It's like almost like he was Mason's drug dealer and Mason still owes him money. Right. Totally. But you know, the the other thing is that he looks hungover and Mm -hmm. he's dressed from like the clothes of the night before because he has not showered yet. He looks a hot mess, dude. Oh yeah. He looks a hot mess. He has sweat running down his back. Like his shirt is soaked in sweat. He's still hot though. God damn. After the graveside service, Josie hands the little girl off to her brother and asks, can you take her to the car? And Jake's like, Josie, leave it alone. Just ignore him. And Josie's like, no, I have something I need to say to him. Right. I was really interested in what her first words to him would be. But Mm -hmm. she walks up to him and she stares him down and then she punches him square in the chest he doubles over like you could see it hurts yeah. and she just walks away he's gasping for air a man comes over and it's like hey Liam and Liam's like hey dad and his dad's also the pastor of the town so yeah so Liam stays at his dad's house and it just mm-hmm. it really seems like he has not talked to his dad since the day he left The dad is not really welcoming of Liam being there, but he's tolerating Liam being there. Liam basically comes in and just starts kind of criticizing his dad's house. He's like, you don't have an espresso maker? This coffee is terrible. Yeah, his dad's not having it. His dad's like, hey, could you wash that mug out before you put it in the sink? You do know how to do that, right? You know how to wash your own dishes? And Liam's like, it's been a minute. It's been like eight years. (laughs) Liam doesn't really know how to be an adult. Like he Mm -mm. went straight out of high school about to get married, right? Mm -hmm. And then he just became super famous and had everything taken care of for him. Yeah, he calls his manager and his manager's like, what the hell, Liam, you missed a concert. Can you imagine Taylor Swift missing Mm, our... (laughs) No, knock on wood, do something, throw salt over your shoulder. We are not going to put this bad juju on our day. Okay, no, but I'm just saying it would never happen. Like, can you imagine Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. like missing her concert? She has to go back to Tennessee to see her her ex that she ran ran out on on her wedding day. You know, it would be a plot twist I didn't see coming. See, the thing about Taylor Swift is that we know we're going to get the tea, right? Mm -hmm. If she had a drama big enough for her to miss a concert, which I don't think she's ever had. But if she ever had that. We would get the whole teapot, girl. Like, she's going to tell us everything in the next song, like, scene by scene. So it's good. It's fine. I'm here for the tea. Anyways, so Liam tells his manager that his best friend from high school died and he left to go to the funeral. Can you really be mad at a dude? 
Right. I mean, the second he says that, his manager's like, oh, okay, listen, Liam, we're, we'll reschedule the concert. Like, everything's going to be fine. They'll have a cover story that he went into rehab, uh-huh. which I don't know why he needs that cover story, why he they can't just say, hey, there was an unexpected death. I don't think they want fans flocking to his hometown. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so that's why they needed the cover story. Mm-hmm. He does ask his manager, he's like, hey, I need a car. Can you send a car my way? Yeah, he's like, am I credit cards? Because he doesn't keep a hold of his own money. That's so wild to me. And not just that, his manager's like weirded out that he wants his own credit card. It's almost like they don't trust him with his own money. You know what? It's probably fair at this point. It's like these stars are like giant toddlers and you're like, oh my God, he's asking for his MasterCard. You know, everybody's like (laughs) nervous, you know? It's like, don't give the toddler the MasterCard. Liam's like, hey dad, where's Josie work? And his dad basically tells him to go kick rocks. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm not telling you where Josie works. Nope. He's like, well, where are you going? And the dad's like, I'm going to work. I have things to do. Right. And Liam's like, how am I supposed to get around if you're taking the car? Yeah. So Liam has a bike, uh, not a motorcycle, by the way, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay, bad boy motorcycle. Nope. It is a bicycle and he has to pedal in the middle Uh of like the freaking heat. Mm -hmm. And he is so sweaty and gross. And Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. He should have showered before he left. Well, it looks like he hasn't changed his clothes either. It looks like he's still wearing the same musty, dusty ass clothes. Like you are not cute enough to be this disgusting. Right? Uh, Her brother, on the other hand. You know what? He's cute enough to be that gross. I bet he smells like sandalwood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he finds out where Josie works at. She works at Quinn's Florist. Liam and Josie come face to face once again. And Liam learns that Josie actually owns this flower store. She Mm -hmm. bought it. Yeah. She's like, look at that, Liam. I did something with my life after you left. You know, she's giving him kind of the cold shoulder. She's kind of brushing him off. She's like, Liam, just go. Just leave. She's like, no one has ever given an interview. No one has ever talked to the press about you. And she doesn't say it, but she was kind of flat out like, we broke up and I got to keep our town. Yes. Like they're all on my side because you're an asshole. Right. Josie's little girl walks in and things get really awkward because Liam is looking at this little girl and looking at Josie. Josie's little girl has long, dark hair. She honestly looks nothing like Josie. Mm-mm, not a thing. But you know who she does look like? Liam. She looks like Liam. And he does notice that because he gets down on one knee in front of the little girl and he goes, what's your name? And she says, Billy. And that name seems to have kind of an effect on him. Because Billy was Liam's mom's name. So Josie named her little girl after Liam's mom. And Liam's mom died when he was little. And then he says, how old are you? And the little girl says, I'm seven. Yeah. I don't think Liam is very sharp, but I can kind of see him trying to do the math in his head. Like, okay, I Uh left eight years ago. Takes like nine months. (laughs) Yes. And so then the little girl leaves and Liam is like, hmm, seven. She's seven. And Josie's like, oh, shit, I need a beer for this. Josie tells him, like, I didn't find out I was pregnant until a couple weeks after what was supposed to be our wedding day. She's like, I called you begging you to call me back. And I promised myself that if you didn't call me back, that Mm -hmm. I would never call you again because we would be better off without you if you weren't even going to return a phone call. Can he be mad at her? Because I don't think he can. No, he can't. It's not like she kept it a secret and never tried to reach out. She tried to reach out. He's the one that didn't answer the phone. 
could you imagine even if she, first thing she said was Liam I'm pregnant mm-hmm. hell no eight years ago Liam would have been like dodge that bullet I know I know it's almost maybe for the best that he didn't mm-hmm. like no because honestly I think you're right I think he still probably wouldn't have come back no <laughs> Liam leaves and he gets on his bike and he pedals home really angrily. Yes. You can tell he's so pissed. He's pedaling home. His little legs are going so fast. <laughs> They're going so fast. He gets home, jumps off his bike while it's still moving and throws it and starts yelling yeah. at his dad. He's like, why didn't you tell me, dad? Why didn't you tell me about Billy that I had a daughter? Right. And dad is so fucking unbothered. <laughs> I know that that is like, first of all, Liam, how could I tell you when you wouldn't answer my phone calls? Second of of all, I did tell you, actually. Yeah, he said, I went to your first show in Seattle. I had to beg the security guards to let me in the back to see my own goddamn son. Well, he didn't say goddamn because he's a preacher. He was like, to see my own son. And you told me to leave and that you never want to see me again. Apparently, when Liam's dad went to tell him about the baby, Liam was strung out on drugs. And so, you know, I find it hilarious that Liam is dying to be mad at someone and he can't be mad at anyone. It's almost, it's almost like he's the bad guy (laughs) it's like you're the problem Liam and you know Liam is like he's contemplating life you know he's just like well shit and he's like I don't even remember my dad being there Mm -hmm. it's like yeah that's probably the drugs right that's what drugs do to you Liam sits outside of the church the next morning during Mm -hmm. the church service I have this note because I found this so funny how the pastor, who again is Liam's dad, gives a sermon on forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. it just seems kind of pointed, especially considering his son just came back. And I just thought of how how, like pastors get to subtweet entire towns to kind Mm -hmm. of like pass subliminal messages like, hey, you know, sometimes people are deadbeats and they leave you at the altar. But forgiveness is important because here on page 37, Jesus Mm -hmm. said, you know, like they get to like subtweet He talks about forgiveness. He goes outside and Liam goes to leave. And he's like, no, Liam, stick around. And everybody from the church files out, you know, and hugs Liam and ask him how he is and tell him that he was missed. Except for Josie and Jake and Billy. They go out the side door. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems like Liam kind of makes amends with the town. Because his daddy told them to because that's what Jesus would want. I know because on page 37, Jesus said, right, like daddy just uh, delivered a subliminal message about um, forgiveness. I'm with Josie. My petty ass is going out the side door. So the next day, Liam gets his credit cards and his car delivered. The car that they delivered to him, I don't know if they bought it for him or if it's a rental. I don't know. But it's a convertible. It's a little white Mustang convertible, which were like all the rage a few years ago. Right, 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 right. I mean... I don't know, as you get older and you become a mom, you're just like, that's just not practical. Listen, I need trunk space, okay? You know what? Show me doors that open sideways. I want to be able to put all seven members of my family in it. I want DVD players on the back of the headrest, okay? I don't want my kids to have to speak to me during this eight-hour car ride. You feel? I want coolers in the floorboards so they can just get their own snacks. I want a divider that like goes up in between the drivers and the passengers. I want fold down tray tables that got an airplane. Mm. And you know what else? I just feel like that little convertible is not enough to carry all his demons. 
all his emotional baggage is not going to fit in that tiny ass trunk. It sure isn't. Well, Liam takes his new car and his credit cards and he goes back to the flower shop under the pretense of buying flowers for the wife of his friend who died. He tells Josie that he wants to buy flowers for Kira. He's like, I got my own credit card. And she's like, congratulations. Right. She's so unimpressed by him. This isn't really harped on too much, but honestly, he seems like chronically immature. Like he's frozen at 17 or 18 when he got famous, which by the way is what happens. You know, they say that Mm -hmm. becoming famous, like becoming this big, they say it's a trauma and it freezes people at the age that it happened to them. She's ringing up his flowers and then he says, I want to spend time with Billy. I want to get to know her. He's like, you know, we can go at your pace or -hmm. whatnot. He makes it pretty clear that he's got to get to know his daughter. Right. He's like, I am the father. Um, Listen, Darth Vader, uh, I think you would have gotten further if you would have just come to her with a giant check of like, okay, first of all, here's all the back child support I owe you. Also, I'd like to spend time with my daughter. Josie says she wants to talk to Billy about it first. Because hello, she has to now have a conversation with her seven-year-old. Yeah, like you have a dad and he wants to like spend time with you. So is that okay that you go and hang out with this strange man? Yeah, it's a strange man. I always told you not to talk to strangers, but mm-hmm. this this stranger is your dad. Okay, first of all, I love the little girl. She is so cheeky and mm-hmm. smart and fun so when Josie goes to tell Billy hey we need to talk about your dad oh you mean that guy from the flower shop you guys were not subtle at all I could tell that was my dad yeah mom come on I'm seven years old not seven months old as someone who has a seven-year-old my seven-year-old is pretty smart but he is Mm -hmm. nowhere near the league of this seven-year-old girl so I have a nine-year-old and my nine-year-old would literally be like, oh, that guy? No, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, he would be like, yeah, um, no, I will not be doing that. My nine-year-old would be like, okay, but does he have candy? Like, is he going to bring ice cream and candy? Because if he's going to bring that, then yes. If not, then no. Then no, thanks. What occurred to me also was the fact that Liam gets to meet this little girl at arguably the best age for kids, which is seven. Mm -hmm. He just wakes up one day and he has a seven-year-old. And Mm -hmm. I'm so jealous because let me tell you, toddlers are Satan spawns. (laughs) Toddlers are the worst, let me tell you. Liam never had to change a diaper. Right. He never had to get up in the middle of the night he, he didn't have to potty train shit he never had a toddler walk up to him with a toy truck and just slam it in his face for no reason yeah no never he he never had to sit there and try to decipher toddler talk with what do you want with a toddler just screaming because they don't know how to express what they want right 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 he's never had to see a plate of spaghetti flying across the room because his toddler didn't want to eat that mm-hmm. today he never had to wake up in the morning to find out that his one-year-old had taken their diaper off in the middle of the night and spread shit all over their crib yeah never fuck Liam you know what Liam get out of here fuck you dude (laughs) oh now you come up now when the kid is like reasonable and can have coherent conversations Liam just opted out he was like it was like a newsletter like he got the newsletter and he's like unsubscribe unsubscribe you know what I'll check back in in a couple years yeah 
Billy has this cute idea. She's like, we should invite him over to our house for dinner. So that's what Josie does. She invites Liam over for dinner with her and Jake and Billy. I mean, you could see that like Billy is trying. She's trying to welcome mm-hmm. this man as her as her father. She's like, is it okay if I call you Liam? Because, you know, it's kind of awkward calling you dad because you're a stranger, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. The next day, Liam picks her up from school and this little girl gives Liam hell for his convertible. And she's like, no, I'm not getting in that death trap. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. This would not be happening. Liam has to get his dad to pick them up. They go hang out at grandpa's house and it's just Liam and Billy hanging out. It's cute because Billy finds one of Liam's old guitars and brings it out and asks him to play. He plays her a little song. He goes to get a drink or something and she picks up the guitar and just starts playing it. The little girl is playing the melody just by ear. Liam asks his dad, he's like, oh, I didn't know she played. And he's like, oh, she doesn't. And she just said, yeah, like I just copied what you were doing. What, like it's hard? So yeah, he offers to get her a guitar and then he drops her off back home. Billy hugs Liam and she says, I had the best time. It's kind of the beginning of Billy and Liam bonding. Yeah, there's like a little montage of Billy and Liam hanging out and Josie too. Josie's there in a lot of these. They look like a cute, happy little family. They do. Yeah, they go to the movies. They play the guitar. They're having Mm -hmm. water fights. Also, Liam is writing, which was kind of a big deal that his manager kept bringing up because Liam old songs to his record label and he was not writing. And now he's kind of inspired and he's writing again. Mm-hmm. One night, Liam is tucking Billy into bed and Billy asks him a very honestly a question that I think other people should have asked by this point. No one's asked. She says, why did you leave my mom at the altar? He essentially was just like, oh, I was young, dumb and scared. Mm. Yeah, he says, you know how I got famous? I just went out to a karaoke bar with your mom and there was a record exec listening. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, I have a hit song on the radio and I'm going on tour. He's like, I didn't know how to handle being famous. I was too young. And I thought, nah, that's not a good enough excuse. I'm sorry. Well, honestly, here's my thing. If they're like, oh, yeah, this is trauma to young people when they get famous like this and they get kind of stuck and it's like, okay, but like they kind of enlisted the military and he was about to get married. So I just he wasn't 12, you know, it's like, yeah, if he was 12, this would be a whole different movie. Well, so that night, Billy asks Liam, like, hey, can I call you dad? And he's like, yeah, of course. You know, after he leaves her room, he tells Josie, like, hey, Billy wants to call me dad. And she's like, oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's great. But you can also tell that Josie's warming up to Liam. And you know what? I didn't love this because... Josie basically asks herself on a date. I didn't love this. You know what? You walked out on me on the altar. You owe me a fancy date. So right. yeah, but I feel I would have loved for him to kind of pursue mm-hmm. her. And instead, yeah. it just seems like she's kind of like nudging him like, hey, why don't you ask me out on a date? So yeah, they go out on a date. He has a limo pick her up. And she's wearing like a formal gown. Mm-hmm. It's a cute little pink beaded bodice studded dress. Am I the only person who doesn't like 
limos. I just find them so gaudy. I don't know. Limos are so overrated. Pick me up in one of those like super sleek looking town cars. That's what I want. SUV with the tinted windows. Like that they drive on criminal minds. Like a government issued suburban. (laughs) If the guy can't pick me up in a government issued suburban, I don't want it. So yeah, the limo takes Josie to a field. Liam is waiting there. He's all dressed in black. And behind him, there is a helicopter. They fly the helicopter over New Orleans at night. My heart starts to thaw a little bit because you know how I feel about city nightscape. (laughs) About, About rooftops and cityscapes at night. So yeah, he takes her to like some fancy event. They like make the red carpet, you know, into the event. Is it a red carpet? Is it an event? Like I don't, I'm so confused. I don't know what it is, but he's signing autographs and they're like, Liam, who's this? And he says, oh, she's the one. Yes. Oh my God. I love how he says that. Yeah. They say, who's this beautiful woman with you? And he said, oh, she's uh, she's the one. I love those lines that just kind of give you like butterflies. Yeah. And moments like that make me miss writing romance because that's kind of what I lived for. I lived for mm-hmm. writing those little lines that just kind of make you giggle. I know. You know, they dance, they kiss. It is a cute as fuck date. Yeah, they're having dinner at this fancy restaurant and they end up slow dancing. And it's one of those moments where they continue to dance even after the music stops. It's a date date. It's a date date. At this point, we can kind of safely assume that like Josie and Liam are like back together. Yeah, yeah, they are together. And I mean, you could see how they went from this fancy date to this kind Mm. of down to earth barbecue at Liam's dad's house. Yeah, so Liam's dad is out there grilling and Liam and Billy are sitting next to each other. She's eating. Everything seems fine. Josie walks in and she's like, hey, guys. Liam and Billy are playing around. He's teaching her how to eat. What is it like a hot dog or something? Uh He's teaching her how to eat it like a lion. When Josie's brother walks in, he looks over. Billy is choking, sitting next to Liam, who's eating like he doesn't notice anything is wrong. Jake immediately jumps into action. Josie jumps into action and Liam just freezes. Billy is choking and they are having a hard time getting her to breathe again. I mean, the whole thing lasts for longer than my nerves can take because Liam is completely frozen and he's having flashbacks to when Mm -hmm. his mom was dying in the hospital and I'm like okay dude I get it you know that's so traumatic and that's so sad but can you put aside your trauma for a second your child is dying Jake is being so hard on him Jake's like you didn't even notice she could have died Liam yeah you know and honestly that could have been anybody sitting next to her no that's fair I mean it happens right but I think the fact that he freezes in Mm -hmm. these kind of situations like I don't know man I don't know yeah that night Liam goes out and just gets wasted this is how you deal with stressful situations you just go Mm -hmm. get drunk afterwards like I don't know man like grow up you know it's a poor coping mechanism to say the least (laughs) yes Jake comes to see Liam and he was just like Liam listen like you're not good for them. You are this perpetually 18-year-old, immature, not dad material, no mm-hmm. good for my sister, dude. The best thing you can do is to go back to your life and let them get on with theirs. I mean, where's the lie, you know? There's no lie, but like, listen, he's been a dad. He's known he's been a dad for like a month. 
Right. Like, and I get it. It was unfair. I do think it's unfair to blame anyone for like a tragedy. Honestly, even if Billy had died, uh-huh. it's a tragic accident and no one uh-huh. should blame themselves or someone else for it. But you could tell that Jake, as a big brother, was waiting for any excuse mm-hmm. to tell Liam to hit the road. Liam could have made bathwater too hot and Jake would have been like, <laughs> fuck you. She could have been burned. She likes it at 87 degrees. And this was 89 degrees, you dumbass. These mashed potatoes are so salty. Are you trying to give us heart disease? Get out, you monster. Yeah, no, Jake was looking for any opportunity and he took this as an opportunity to tell Liam to go pack his bags and leave. Yeah, but what does it say about Liam that he immediately packs his bags and leaves and again, doesn't say goodbye to Josie or the little girl that he just spent a month bonding with? It says that bro is traumatized and that he does not understand how to adequately deal with his emotions i don't his fight or flight is strong and he's always gonna fight well i don't i mean i don't know i feel like this is so toxic and this is the problem right it's like okay he's not trying to be a bad person like he's just tortured okay i get it but go take your toxicity somewhere far away from the people you're hurting like stop Mm -hmm. hurting people you don't get to go around like now it wasn't just josie that he hurt now he hurt Mm -hmm. this little girl they were fine before he came around he did leave a note for his dad this time on the espresso machine (laughs) yeah liam bought his dad this fancy espresso machine and he left a post-it that just says i'm no good for them dad he said please tell them goodbye for me i know that dad listen if i had to break the news i would be so pissed what a coward oh for sure Liam, Liam, Liam. Listen, I love men with dark, twisty pasts with shadows that flight past their eyes. But when you combine that with a coward who can't face his own choices and actions, that's not cute. Garbage. He's back in the dumpster. <laughs> back in the dumpster. <laughs> and girl, it's trash day. Okay. We are <laughs> over him. <laughs> Liam leaves town, obviously. He's back performing sad new songs that he's written. Side note, I love country music because it's a lot of like sad men with dark shadows in their eyes and a mm-hmm. bottle of whiskey. And, and they're you don't like, strike me as somebody that's like, I love country music. I love country music. I, I love, love country music too. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, so Liam is performing his sad new songs and then... You know, he gets on his plane and his manager is just over his espresso depresso attitude. You know, Uh his manager is like, Liam, what happened? Like, what did you do? Like, why why are you running away? The manager is like, bro, explain the sad sads to me. Right, right. Espresso depresso, por qué? um, (laughs) For what? (laughs) And, And Liam's like, man, she was choking. She was sitting right next to me. She was choking. Like, it was like traumatizing for me, you know? (laughs) the manager is like listen like kids are really hard to keep alive it could have been anyone um and honestly like i'm sure if she could pick a better dad josie would have picked a better dad for billy but you know they want you for some reason yeah like i don't know why but like they chose you (laughs) why are you confused right i mean this is such a good point right it's like yeah you might not be good enough for them but dude they don't have a choice like you are the dad so if you're not good enough why don't you like i don't know like try to be better 
Yeah, like, maybe. why don't you make some, like, serious life changes um, yeah. and be a better man for them? Just spitballing here, but if you could just stop getting, you know, blackout drunk and punching mirrors in bars every time the sad sads happen. That's a good start. Yeah, we could start there. <laughs> maybe pick up a book on parenting or something. Yeah. Um, there are so many podcasts that could help you <laughs> you know what maybe like don't abandon them every time you mm. get spooked that right. could be a good start too right 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 this is all it takes right like a little motivational mm-hmm. ba- like barely motivational speech from his manager because his manager is tired of his shit too yeah and liam just gets off the plane and his publicist is like where the where are you going <laughs> like his publicist is like, please stop doing this to me. I can't. <laughs> the overtime that my staff is working so you don't lose your jobs and contracts is astronomical, Liam. So Liam gets off the plane, goes back to his hometown. I love a good kind of like sad rain scene. Mm-hmm. He shows up at Josie's house in the thundering rain and mm-hmm. he's calling out for her and knocking on the door and ringing the doorbell and mm-hmm. no one's answering. And so he takes his old beat up cell phone from eight years ago mm-hmm. and he sets it at her doorstep. And then he goes back to his dad's house. Can you imagine what his dad must have said when he saw him again? I hope his dad smacked him in the face. He's a man of God, so he probably didn't smack him on the face, but I bet he thought about it. I bet his dad had to reel himself back emotionally. You you know he said jesus take the wheel <laughs> <laughs> his dad probably just looked at him with disappointed dad eyes and shook his head yeah it was like not again liam so he left his old cell phone at her door and mm-hmm. by this point in the movie we know what that message says the one that she left him mm-hmm. all those years ago and the message basically said like liam i don't know why you walked out on me and i guess maybe i'll never know but i need you to call me back like it's really important and if you yeah. don't call me back I will never reach out to you again. And that was the message she left him when she knew she was pregnant. He calls and leaves her a message. He calls her back and leaves her a message that he didn't leave eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And he essentially says that he didn't know why he left then, but he knows now. And it's because his mom was the love of his life and she got sick and hurt and died. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't bear the thought of losing Josie the way he lost his mom. So he dipped and that he regrets it and that she's the one and he promises that he'll never leave again without them by his side yeah he says you're the one you've always been the one cute me okay i think it's kind of cute i mean it, it's okay but so okay <laughs> I mean, he had like a little window there for me where he almost redeemed himself. But the second you show me that you are just one discouraging speech away from leaving town. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You know what? Like, it didn't take much for you to be like, yeah, I'm out. And then it didn't take much for you to be like, oh, actually, yeah, I do want to be a father. If scrolling through Pinterest quotes is going to dictate your life's trajectory for that day, Mm -hmm. he is one bad Pinterest quote away from like driving off a cliff. Like this guy is so unstable. I wonder if Liam has ever thought about medication. Yes. Medication. Have you heard of Lexapro? (laughs) Have you heard of Lexapro? Why don't you Lexapro so you don't Lexa go, right? Right. (laughs) We need to credit that joke to that TikToker that posted that TikTok. I don't know who it was, but... Her name is Cactus Tate. 
Okay, yeah, she has this really funny skit on medication. Um, yeah. Do recommend. Go check her out. We love her. Yes. Uh, where were we? Liam is home at his dad's house, and he hears pebbles at his window. Without kind of any sort of explanation, I already know that this is something that used to happen when he was younger, mm-hmm. which was like a really sweet thing. So he goes to the window, and it's Josie. He comes downstairs, and... I don't know if she's going to slap him or what. She has like very intense energy, but she goes up to him. She's holding his beat up old phone and she's like, you kept this phone for eight years. Duh. The whole thing about him keeping that phone for eight years is supposed to imply that like he loved her so much he couldn't bear to leave it. But isn't Uh it such a dude thing to just have an old flip phone because he just never got around to upgrading it? Right. But yeah, so she is letting him know that she listened to his message because in his message, he says, Uh you know, I listen to your voice message every single day. Like you are the one, da da da. She confirms with him, kind of like that email where you like, you follow up you know Mm -hmm. so she's following up to his voicemail in person and she's like so you kept this phone for eight years and he's like "Uh uh-huh and she's like and you listen to my message every day and he's like "Uh uh-huh and she's like and you love me and billy and you're never gonna leave us right and he's like "Uh Mm uh-huh affirmative this is all correct yeah this is all this is all accurate and she goes okay so there's only one one thing left to say and she goes up to him and she puts her hands on his face and she says welcome home I would have follow-up questions, listen. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, her brother could treat me that way, not Liam. <laughs> <laughs> you can't walk around all dusty, musty, like, leaving women at the altar. I don't think so. Do you know the vibes this gives me? It's like that friend from high school who's, like, obsessed with this boy, and you know he's not good enough for her, and he keeps doing her dirty, but then she calls you up, and she's like, oh, my God, it was a misunderstanding. Like, we're back together, and you have to be like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you. That's fantastic. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirtbag Liam? Never showers Liam? Left you at the altar Liam? And then left you and your kid again? Liam with the Honda? (laughs) She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, oh, wow. You know what? Guarantee you, this second wedding they're having, ain't nobody really taking that shit seriously. (laughs) People showed up for the drama. Right, right. Yeah, because so essentially the life that Liam goes on to build with Billy and Josie and this life includes Liam performing at Billy's talent show Father mm-hmm. and daughter on stage with guitars singing. It's all very cute and adorable. But side note, in the audience, did you catch where Liam's publicist is sitting next to Big Brother Jake? Yeah, they're making kind of goo eyes at each other. They're just yeah. like, mm. Well, mm. the publicist says, you smell good. And I was like, I knew it. I knew Jake, the brother, smelled good. Like, he just looks like he smells like sandalwood. He does look <laughs> like he smells good. Like sage, like sagey, woody, musky. Pine trees. He smells like a man who won't leave you, you know? <laughs> he smells like commitment. He smells like commitment, okay? Liam and Josie go on to have another wedding. And uh, I agree with you. Everybody was just there for the tea. Like, oh, not this shit again. Yeah. We've been to one before, Josie, okay? You you know they locked all the side doors. They're like, Mm -hmm. not today. (laughs) Not today, Liam. Listen, if you try to dip this time, you're not making it out of this town because we will put you in the ground. (laughs) Yes. 
where you could just imagine everyone was like locking Liam's phone. Like we cannot allow him access to like Pinterest or Instagram. He cannot uh-huh. see a picture of a hot girl. He cannot see a picture of like a quote. He's so unstable. He can't see the like Thirsty Thursday specials of the bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, you know, we're we're left with the implication that Liam takes Billy and Josie with him on tour and he's performing on stage in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that he wrote with his daughter. It's all adorable. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But you know what else? Josie was wearing a pink dress walking down the aisle. And I don't know, that made me LOL. I don't think it was a fashion choice, you know, like I'm going to be edgy and different and have a pink dress. I think it was like a Southern thing of like, girl, you have a whole ass kid at a wedlock. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't, no, you know what I mean? Like you wear that white dress. We're going to gossip you to death. Right. Well, she could have worn like ivory or, you know, something off-white. Well, I, I, call, I call bullshit on that tradition anyway. Oh, you know for sure. I mean? I will take my two giant sons and wear a bright white gown and be like, say something to me, Doris. <laughs> like, say something. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> you see my bridesmaids? Those bitches are security. And they will throw you out of here, all right? <laughs> oh, my God. And it's just like you at the front, just like flexing your muscles. <laughs> the tiny one, she will fuck you up. That there, that's like a freaking koala bear, okay? She looks cute. <laughs> she looks cute, but she will tear your face off and that is where our movie leaves us yeah the teapot is empty for today don't worry more is bringing on the way we'll be back next week with another episode see you next time bye